just wanted to reflect with you for a few moments on that amazing, amazing event that we see in Acts chapter 2. Incredible. As the, 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 those first followers of Jesus did what, what, what Jesus had said, and wait, stay put, for I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And there, in Acts chapter 2, that's exactly what happened. I had an image in my head this week. Um, May the 9th, in lots of countries, is celebrated as a kind of a, a victory day. And uh, the image that came to mind may not be the most helpful in some senses, but I hope in other senses it is. In Soviet Russia, on May the 9th, for many, many years, there's been a huge show of power and might and strength as, as thousands of soldiers and tanks and missiles and all sorts of paraphernalia are paraded through Red Square. The whole thing is kind of meant to celebrate and, and, and say, yeah, Russia is the business. And you think about all the people and the discipline and the weaponry. It kind of just is a real visible show of muscle. Meant to kind of maybe even intimidate their enemies. And yet on other days... All those soldiers, I think there were 11,000 marched in, in, in Red Square this year. Kind of a different climate in Russia these days. But on, on other days, those soldiers just go about their daily business of serving as soldiers. But there are moments when there's an enormous show of power. And I'm, I'm, I'm aware that actually, in some ways, that's a far cry from what God was doing when he showed up at Pentecost. See, he wasn't seeking to intimidate. But his power has endured the centuries. His power has lasted and will last long beyond any show of military might. Impressive as that might be. And that showing up that day with the sound of a mighty wind, with the sight of flames alighting upon individuals' heads. And then the amazing phenomena of people who'd never spoken a particular language speaking so that a native speaker of that language could understand perfectly. No wonder they were amazed and bewildered as God's Holy Spirit descended upon them and said, I'm here. Here I am. Just as I said I would. He promised to those that were waiting and praying that he would appear and he did. I wanted us just to think for, for a couple of moments about those three things. The wind and the fire and the tongues. You see, we intimated when we opened up the fan and, and we kind of blew it around. We thought about the wind, but actually you don't get half the picture of the wind with a little fan like that. But uh, when you stood by the coast on a blowy day, 
And you think, ooh, better step back from the edge a bit, because I might get blown over. You begin to realise the rushing power of the wind. The wind is a very powerful thing, but it's very powerful, and you can't actually stop it going wherever it wants to go. The wind will blow where the wind will blow. And so it is with the work of the Holy Spirit that he will work in his power, in his way. Sometimes with spectacular might, as the dead are raised, as the sick are healed, as tongues are spoken, and sometimes in the stillness and the gentleness of an encouraging word that's been put on your heart for someone else, of the gesture that was just prompted by the voice of the Holy Spirit, just saying, would you do that? But nonetheless powerful. But that day, God showed up in power. So he wanted to show that he would come in power, but he also wanted to to show that he would come to draw us into relationship with him. And as we said, fire is often a symbol of God's presence. I think it was Bevan that pointed that out, that it, it kind of points us to God, but it points us to his holiness, his purity. We talk of a refiner's fire. And yet that fire came to rest on individuals' heads. They were touched. And they were able, as they encountered the purity and holiness of God that day, to point others towards God. See, the coming of the Holy Spirit isn't about pyrotechnics. We sometimes get really kind of hung up on on some of the spectacular stuff. But actually, the Holy Spirit is here to help us to walk with God more closely. Yes, I believe and I desire to see the Holy Spirit at work in wonderful, miraculous ways. But actually some of those miracles are very quiet. And we need to be attentive to see those taking place. And the Holy Spirit always is about pointing towards him. Pointing others towards him. Not towards ourselves. And the Holy Spirit wanted to come thirdly to show that his purposes weren't just for that 120 but for all people everywhere. See that list of different nationalities in verse 8 and 9. Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt. It's kind of going from north to south to east to west. All of the known worlds to those people. Not reaching beyond their known world, but all of the known worlds to them. And that was a big deal. As the 120 began to declare the wonders of God, people from across the entire known world that day were able to see and hear 
the power of the Spirit at work, enabling ordinary, unschooled Galileans to speak in languages they'd never heard. The coming of the Holy Spirit that day was the beginning of a new era. The year of the church, whose head is Jesus Christ, and whose purpose it is to demonstrate the reality of the kingdom of God. That's not about religion. It's not about institution. But it's about lives being transformed and turned towards the power of God. So often, like that race at the beginning that the children played, and hopefully you got some sense of, we think we can dress up. We can look good. We can even sometimes say the right words. But on the inside, our hearts can be so hard, so rotten. But when we turn to Jesus, ask his forgiveness, ask him to be king, he delights in receiving us. And we need his Holy Spirit to transform us. Boy, do I need his Holy Spirit. I said to Angela this morning, if ever I needed the Holy Spirit, today is the day as I woke up this morning. And I desperately need every day to know the the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. And, And you do too. Because you're human beings who get things wrong. But God wants us to walk with him. As Sheila led us in that that reading, I just think there's something profound about the words that we speak. The book of James, chapter 3, really picks that out, that our words can be so powerful, either for good or for destruction. And so may the words that we speak truly be words that are taken from God's lips and put onto our own. Not in a facade, but because our hearts are transformed by the Spirit. God wants to do so much in each one of you and me. Wonderful things. Ordinary things. Let me ask you, will you allow him? Will you let him? Will you wait as those first apostles and followers waited upon God, expecting him to work in us? There's a beautiful piece of completion that we see on the day of Pentecost. You see, back in Genesis, we have the story of the Tower of Babel. Maybe you know the story of the Tower of Babel, where where people thought, we are big enough and good enough, we can build a tower and we can get to God. And that ended in dispersion. People separated and spread out languages that put barriers in the way. But here... The opposite happened where 
Actually, God chose to come down to us. Reach down to humanity, to those who were waiting upon him and brought the possibility of humanity uniting together under God. We need to see that God wants to break into our lives. We need to allow him access. Doesn't mean that everything will be hunky-dory straight away. God doesn't promise hunky-dory. But he promises, I will never leave you or forsake you. And that as we ask him to hold us, so he will hold us. Whether the road is rocky and rough and rubbish, or whether it's wonderful and straight and smooth, God will hold us and bring us to himself either because he comes again before we die or when we die, that we reach him. It might seem dead risky, because actually we're, we're dead capable. We're intelligent. we got nows. We can duck and dive. But actually, we can't reach God. But God has reached out to us. That's something to celebrate. This Pentecost day.